Welcome to Cycles of Life podcast. My name is Jana Pusha and I'm a life coach, a meditation teacher and people profession professional. Welcome to Podmas. We are officially halfway through and just just over the half. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to episode seven. So this time I thought I'll talk about something that is very dear to my heart. And if you know me, you will know that this is something that plays a huge part of, of my life. <laughs> So what I want to talk to, talk about today is actually books. So I want to give you some of my favourite book recommendations. Something that I've really enjoyed reading in the last few years. And just so you know, it was a very, very hard thing to do. <laughs> so it took me a while to kind of create the list and call the books down to only six. So I'm going for five non-fiction books and one a little bonus uh, again, non-fiction as well. Yes, yeah, so actually, it's no fiction this time for some reason. Also, I do enjoy reading fiction. And to be honest, when it comes to reading fiction, I'll read pretty much anything. <laughs> so I've read kind of the more popular novels. I've read classics as well. And I do like a little rom-com once in a while. Especially set around Christmas, honestly. <laughs> it's such a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, but yeah, this time, I'm not going to talk about any of the... Uh, fiction books that I've been reading so only non-fiction but if you want to see what actually I am reading you can just follow me on Goodreads Um, yeah because I do update it very 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 religiously I would say (laughs) so all the books that I read are on there and I do read quite a lot actually Uh, so this year I'm just over 80 I think so I've read over 80 books Um, this year sorry and last year I've read a hundred which was too hard, so I'm not going to do that again this year. <laughs> so who needs that insane target? I don't need that insane target. Um, so yeah, All right, I'll stop blabbering and let's talk about the books. So I'm going to introduce the books and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about why I like them and kind of try to summarise um, the synopsis a little bit, just so you know what you're getting yourself into. So the first one is Playing Big by Tara Moore. And it's honestly one of the best books I've read ever. And I know a lot of people say that it's actually quite life-changing for them. So Tara Moore, she's a coach. Um, she's kind of an expert on women's leadership and women's well-being as well. So that's what she's focusing. And what she especially talks about here is how how important it is for us as women, people who identify as women, to actually take power and push through some of the things. So the way she talks about it is it's bridging the gap between what we see in you and what you know about yourselves. So the book is a very practical guide to moving past self-doubt and creating what you most want to create in your life. It's beautiful. So what she talks about, kind of the big idea is all about overcoming the internal barriers. And I'll just read a quote from the book. Centuries of women's exclusion from political, public and professional life have had many effects. Some of these effects were external, but inequality of men and women has also left internal effects in us. And I love that. And you know, I do talk about these things quite often anyway, because it's very much the message that is dear to my heart. And I do think the more we empower ourselves, the more we do overcome those internal barriers, the more good we'll be able to bring into this life then we'll be able to change it, to shift it for future generations and us as well. And again, another two insights that she talks about in her book is, one is befriend your inner critic. So that mean voice that in your head sometimes tells you things 
how bad you are, how lazy, fat, <laughs> all of that. Um, so yeah, she talks about how befriending that inner critic. I do like the idea, but I also like the idea of, this is not what she talks about in a book, so it might not resonate with you, but I do like the idea of when it comes to inner critic, to actually separating ourselves from that a little bit and understanding where does that voice come from, because often it's not our own. So yeah, that's one of the insights. And another one is, she talks about at some point, we have to leap. So actually talking about doing the scary things, overstepping over ourselves and going forward. So yeah, it's honestly, it's a beautiful book. And also I just wanted to put that at the beginning, but I forgot. (laughs) Um, I tend to read my books, but no shame if you are very much into audiobooks. I think it's such a great thing. just makes books and information so much more accessible to everyone. So I think this would be a beautiful book to listen to as well, because there's actually a few guided meditations, and especially one, there's one about the future self. And honestly, I think it's very powerful, and I think everyone will benefit from doing that at some point in their life. So yeah, Tara Moore, Playing Big, fantastic book. So next one is Burnout. And that is written by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. So they are both, they're sisters actually, but they come from very different places. Uh, so one is a scientist, one is actually a, a musician. So they have very different outlook on life. But I think it's, again, a fantastic book. So it doesn't just talk about how to overcome burnout, but actually breaks it down and talks a lot about what leads us to burnout and what I especially like about that book is that they talk about how when we normally think that burnout is when we just can't do anything anymore, we're crashing basically, we can't get motivated etc but actually they talk about that burnout starts way way before that, it starts with those unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves, that society has put on us and we always try to kind of bring ourselves to achieve these unrealistic expectations but actually what we need to do ultimately is lower that and let go of that and kind of come to conclusion that we are enough as we are we don't need to be pushing ourselves at this so much um so yeah i think is again it would be a great book to listen to i find it quite easy to read anyway but i think a lot of people will benefit from that So the book next one is called Quiet, The Power of Introverts, and that was written by Susan Kane, and I love it, love this book. So it's actually been around for pretty much 10 years now, Um, and as it does say in the title, it talks about the power of introverts. I'm very much an introvert. Also, I'm very sociable, and I can be very extroverted if I need to. I mean, my job is being a trainer, so I'm very good at engaging groups of people. I can do the small talk. I don't like it, but I can do it. (laughs) But this book, I find it very empowering, actually, how just talks about how this entire world, well, current world that we live in, has been created for extroverts, by extroverts. These are the qualities that are admired in people. That's what gets people promoted. And that's what it breaks down, kind of talks about extroverted bias and how we often, when people are introverted, will perceive them as less successful, less motivated, which is absolutely not true. 
also talks about how taking power as an introvert and the time alone is absolutely crucial. So if you do identify as introvert, I think that'll be a very powerful message for you to take on as well. Um, just yeah, the importance of us <laughs> kind of finding that time for yourself so you can recharge, you can digest, you can reflect on information and then being able to produce something. Um, so yeah, it is a beautiful book. Again, I think if you if you are introvert or if you maybe if you struggle with your quietness or you feel like you're not good enough because you're not as outgoing, as loud as you should be, read the book or listen to the book. I think it can be quite life-changing in a way. So those were kind of more self-help books, if you like, but I think everyone will benefit from reading or listening to them in their life. So the next two are a bit political. Uh, and of course, if you know me, you know that I'm very much into politics, always have been. I mean, I went to university to study politics for a reason. So it's something that I think is important. And I understand how, of course, it can really affect our mental health if we are too involved, if we read too many things. So I don't really read news, very rarely, to be honest. But it doesn't mean that I'm not into politics. I read books about politics, just trying to understand the world. And I think that's where these books are so useful. Uh, because often they will explain the problems and then often they will provide a solution, which is just positive and you, know, you walk away feeling a bit more uplifted. So the first book I want to talk about is called Natives, Race and Class in the Ruins of Empire. And that is written by Akala. So he's a musician. He's from UK. He's from London. He's from Camden, actually. <laughs> That's where I live. So, um, And he talks about kind of... Actually, he starts the book with talking about teachers' biases, about racial inequalities. He talks about of kind of a master narrative. He talks about Europe and race and how it's been developing. And also he talks about what's happening now and how we need to look and what we need to change. I just think it breaks it down very beautifully. He's very eloquent the way he writes. Again, I find a quite easy book to read. And in a lot of sense, it was very eye-opening. So, yeah, I think a lot of people benefit from that as well. And then the second book is called Utopia for Realists. And that is written by Rutger Bregman. Again, I think it's a few years old. Um, and what I most loved about this book, actually, is that he begins with talking about how where we live now in the world, this is the best this basically has ever been for us for kind of normal people, middle class, working class, in the Western world, of course. But this is the best it's ever been. We've never been healthier, we've never had more access to things, our life never has been as safe. And I love that because it's so easy to get so upset and so bagged down about the reality of this world, the politics, the British politics, of course. But actually, he brings it back and he says, actually, look around us. This is the best it's been for centuries, which I think is a really powerful message. And then he talks about kind of inequalities. He talks about the scarcity mindset, which I think is a very powerful message there. Talking about how people just have that fear that it's not going to be enough for everyone. And that's where a lot of problems come from. He also talks a lot about universal basic income. I think it's fantastic. I think it's so important. Then he also talks about the new metrics that actually the way we measure success needs to be changed. It doesn't really work anymore. So, yeah, I think it's if you feel 
very stressed by current politics, if you feel very upset, you don't really understand, you don't feel like there is no light at the end of the tunnel, don't really see how can it possibly get better, I do recommend giving this book a read because it just, I've, I find it quite uplifting and quite hopeful in talking about that, yeah, it can be different, <laughs> these are the ways to do that. So yeah, these were my kind of thi- uh, sorry five <laughs> non-fiction books that I've really enjoyed reading in the last few years. And the last one that I want to add here, um, it's a bit out there. So it's called Anamkara and it's written by John O'Donoghue. And it's a book of Celt- sorry, not Celtic, Celtic wisdom. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's quite spiritual. Um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. It's quite spiritual, but I think it just talk about kind of it taps into the rich mind of Celtic spirituality, poetry, stories, and kind of Donaghy explores the mystery of friendship, where two souls are united in awareness, intimacy, mutuality, and he talks about kind of celebration of spirituality of all senses. It's just a little beautiful journey and a sort of book you can just read over the years, can come back to it, can refer back to it if needed. So I actually read it as part of my meditation teacher training and it ju- it's just beautiful, honestly. And actually inspired a few paintings that I did afterwards. And um, I'm just going to read a few quotes from that book, which I think they're just beautiful. So when your soul awakens, your destiny becomes urgent with creativity. The soul creates, shapes and and people's our inner life. The gateway to our deepest identity is not through mechanical analysis. We need to listen to the soul and articulate its wisdom in a poetic and mystical form. Yeah, it's beautiful. If you feel like you're missing something, you want that deeper connection to yourself, I recommend have, reading this book. Um, yeah, it's been written a very long time ago, but I just think it's it's one of those that will stay there with us forever. So that was just a little bonus add-on, something a bit out there, maybe not as mainstream as the other books. Uh, but yeah, those are my recommendations. If you read any of them, if you disagree with me, please let me know. I'd love to hear that. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please subscribe if you haven't. Please share it with your friend. That really helps me out and kind of promotes the podcast. And uh, follow me on Instagram, of course, and also subscribe to my newsletter. But yeah, thank you so much, and I'll chat to you in a day. Bye.